What's going on, Altered Nation? Uh, we are coming at you, I would say live, but this is a pre-recording, so I guess it really isn't live. But we are here to uh, give you another fun discussion. Um, this one may be a little bit more interesting. than We're kind of going uh, spontaneous, uh, so Beth will hire us because that's... <laughs> but no, I'm joined again today by the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Hamilton. What's up, Daniel? Hey man, it's good to be here. Uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of amazing things happening right now in the church world, and we're gonna get to that pretty soon. Um, I will say that I have had you ever like bite your tongue on accident, and like it takes forever for it to heal. Um, oh yes, that is where I'm at right now, and I am pretty upset about it. Not gonna lie. See, I always bite my tongue in the same exact spot when I do it. It's like the back near my back teeth, mm. and it's like in a place where every time I talk, I feel like it's brushing my teeth. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I hate it. Well, and like, what do you do for relief for that? Like there's literally nothing you can do. Oh no, there's absolutely nothing. You just suffer. Um, that's so if you ever want to know what hell is like, (laughs) (laughs) right? Well, I mean, you would think that with like modern medicine, there'd be something like you can get like a shot in your tongue or I, I don't know, dude, but it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But you know, other than that, man, you know, uh, things are things are going pretty good. Uh, what about you? Anything anything new or exciting in life? Um, nothing new. Um, I will say we're recording this on a Sunday, and we had an absolutely amazing uh, church service this morning. Um, we we've been and so and this like I guess will be a good transition to what we're talking about. But we, uh, my brother came back, so I spoke at our church last week, and some, and my brother came today. Um, usually, when he's off for a week and comes back, he comes with like a fresh fire, and so he came ready to throw down. And um, it was just an awesome service, especially our worship, man. We, um, it's not often. Well, I mean, it's often in our church, but as far as for me, it's not often that I like ugly face cry during worship. And today was one of those days. Just, it was so good. Um, other than that, I mean, it's pretty much been the same. Work's been pretty chill. We don't really have many sports to talk about. We're at the like the black side of sports, you know. Everything's dead right now. Yeah, well, and I will say this: uh, we actually had a really good service at church today as well. Um, I experienced something for the first time. Um, I experienced like God, like trying to tell me something in terms of like what direction I should go with my message. Even yeah. though I've had this message prepared for like a couple of weeks now, um, and so like I, I felt God kind of dealing with me like at two in the morning, like I was asleep, um, and he like I woke up and I just felt this urge like just to like get in His presence, and I did. And I, I luckily I live close to our church here, so I went over there. It was really really late. Um, uh, you know, luckily, like I, I just, I, my, my biggest fear is kind of really weird is like going into a church late at night and someone being there, uh, oh, because yeah, like yeah. churches can be really creepy at night. Yes. Uh, but luckily that didn't happen. And I just, honestly, I just got, I went to the altar at our church and I started to pray and I was just kind of, um, reminiscing on like my, my message and just kind of thinking about it. And I just, God just started to deal with me and he's like, you know, I've got something else in store for tomorrow. And that's the first time I've ever really experienced that. And honestly, when something doesn't go like as planned, we, I think we talked about this before, like it, it drives you insane when you have to cancel something. Yes, um, 100%. Yes. So whenever I, I thought, well, like I just cannot go, like I, like 
I've been working on this, all right? Like, and I know sometimes- You should know this, God. Right. <laughs> I, I know sometimes, like we talk about, you know, it's not always about going through with your agenda, but God, yeah. I've been working on this message. Um, and so yep. I was like, God, you got to make it very clear tomorrow. Like, I'm going to prepare for something else. Like, I'm going to, he kind of led me to where I needed to go. Um, and so I prepared. And then during worship, uh, God just- really showed up in an amazing way. And I was like, yeah, I know this is, this is what you're wanting from me. And so we just kind of went with it. Um, so yeah, we had an amazing service today as well. Um, so, you know, I, it's just, it, it's awesome, but enough of that spiritual stuff. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but yeah, listen, when it comes to the sports world, you're absolutely right. Unless you're like into college basketball right now. And I'm a uh, Kentucky Wildcats fan. And there is nothing to be proud of this year. Um, so it's, I was not expecting you to go there for some reason. Yeah. I thought you were like, yeah, we're good this year. We're like, no, no there's nothing no, good. Dude, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a very honest person. It, it's, Didn't they it's beat not, Tennessee? Yeah, we did. I think that's like the only good thing we've done this year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, which, and that was actually a pretty good game. I wish we could play like that every game. But yeah, that's, right. not how, that's not how it works. Win the ones that count, but like lose every other game that, you know, against these really trashy teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it could be worse. We could be Louisville. Louisville's doing really, really bad Louisville this year. Is, man, it's bad. Um, man, I, I, I like, I've never really liked Louisville just because that's our rivalry, but I genuinely feel bad for them. Um, yeah. So, you know, it could be worse. I mean, it's not the best by no stretch of the imagination, but it could be worse. Well, I laughed so hard. So I have a friend of mine. Um, we we aren't in close contact as much anymore because you know we just haven't talked in a while. But he always posts Louisville sport because he's a huge Louisville fan. Um, mm-hmm. They lost one of their first games this year. They lost to a team I had never heard of. They're like a D two high school team or something, oh, and no. they they lost. And and the the funny part was not even that they lost. It was that he was posting like. Yeah, man. Like you know, I, I I really think that we need a new coaching staff, and you know, I think that you know we we just weren't clicking today. I'm like, bro, there's it's one thing if you're not clicking and you lose in a, in a against a good team, but if you lose against a, a team like this, they're the only thing that's wrong is your team is just butt cheeks. Like they are right. terrible. Right. And so, oh, I I probably should have said butt cheeks. Sorry <laughs> for whoever may have gotten offended by that. I, when I talk about sports, I tend to be a little less filtered. Um, <laughs> but well, I said butt cheeks. I guess butt cheeks is kind of harmless. Mm. Any kids that heard that were like, "Oh my gosh, she said butt!" Like, no. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's been bad for Louisville though. Dude, growing up as a kid, I'll never forget like finding like <laughs> quote unquote cuss words in the Bible. Like talk about uh, the the she asses that Job had, and yep. uh, finding the word like damned, you know, or uh, or hell. Like I, I thought, thought I was the biggest rebel ever as a kid. Like I would like <laughs> during service, like you know, look it up and read it and just chuckle, you know, snicker while my dad was preaching. You better not say it if you're not reading the Bible, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listen, man, those were the days, bro. Those were the yeah. absolute days. Man. Yep. It was. Yeah. My. I grew up around a lot of, I mean, and you know, we both, you live in Kentucky now and I used to live in a pretty, uh, London was pretty, uh, they they were all pretty united on that front about cussing. Um, Mm -hmm. what was funny is I moved to South Carolina and they are the opposite. They're like, Oh, like you don't say that word. We, we like, we don't even say the word heck, like hell is just what we retort to. 
And I'm like, that's so weird because I would have probably been in trouble for that. But they're saying this in some churches I'm going to, you know. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's just no, weird. Yeah. Well, and the thing that gets me is like Kentucky and South Carolina. I mean, I know South's literally in the name of South Carolina, but like the, they're considered like Southern states. Yep. And you just kind of assume that they all kind of fall into like this the same demographic when it comes like to the culture. Um, mm-hmm. but it very much so does differ pretty pretty drastically. Yeah. Um, and I, I've noticed that firsthand, just like you, it's like, wait a second, did you just... But yep, nope, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, and even things like, and this is like not at all what we're talking about today, but just while we're on it. <laughs> um, so where I lived, London, was a dry city. Like, we there was no alcohol to be served anywhere. Um, because of the fact we were a dry city. I mean, you obviously the the restaurants and stuff had it, but there was no just you couldn't go to a gas station or something and buy alcohol mm-hmm. in London. Um, but in South Carolina, they, if anything, they're encouraging you buy alcohol here. And it's and you know it's like I don't you know I'm I'm not here to talk about alcohol at all, but I just think it's funny that the culture is just so different after about a five hour drive south. Uh, right. Because here they just—it's so different than when I was in London, and that's not to say that London's bad or or Columbia's bad. I just—it's just so different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Would you say, like, just because you your your brother has planted like Dream Church, how important is it to really understand? Oh, and you like you're you're in a like a college town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, big college town. Hmm. So I I wonder, do you think it's just that specific town that you live in in South Carolina? Because I've I've noticed, like in Kentucky, like Louisville, Kentucky. When I live there, dude, Louisville is not a part of Kentucky. I don't care who you are, <laughs> it is its own state, bro. Like it, it yeah. is polar opposite from the rest of Kentucky. So, like in South Carolina, like do you feel like where you're at is different from the rest of the state, or do you think it's it's pretty much pretty uniform? Uh, when I lived in Greenville, it was it was pretty similar too. But Greenville is also a college town, so mm. I think that you could be very right. Um, I know a big thing too is the size difference. London had about you know seventy to eighty thousand people in the whole city, mm-hmm. whereas Columbia and Greenville both have like four or five hundred thousand, and so That's it's insane. just it's a massive, massive difference. Yeah. And so, and it, again, I'm not trying to knock either one. It's just. That may be a huge factor in it is that with London being so small, you know, it's most people are like family or really close friends. And so getting things voted on in London uh, usually is pretty uniform unless there's a lot of people that move in. But I feel like most decisions when it came to like a wet or dry state or how a culture is, mm-hmm. I felt like everybody's kind of on the same page, even if they disagree on like theological issues and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just kind of how. Or what I've noticed. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Kentucky's definitely that way. I know that there's been a lot of people like I've gone to school with, and and I'm not here by no means am I endorsing gambling. But gambling has definitely been a thing that has like really grown in popularity over the past decade, I would say. Uh, whether that be sports betting, online casinos, you know, stuff like that. I just, I've noticed it become a lot more mainstream. Like I'll be on Twitter and I'll see post after post about it. Um, and like that's one thing that, 
Kentucky has not really faltered on unless it's like horse betting. That's like the mm-hmm. only thing that's allowed in our state at all, or if you're going to play the lottery. But aside from that, like you can't really find like traditional casinos in Kentucky and, and, and they have um, consistently like, shot down like bills when it comes to, to gambling. But like literally you go like up, up North in Ohio and like, there's literally like a, a casino. The moment you cross over, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> over on the bridge into Ohio, there's a casino you can go to. You know they they, they do sports betting. It's, it's just crazy. Just like you said, just a few hours. How drastic things can change. And maybe too because we're in a Bible Belt that we don't have casinos here either. Mm. I, I could, I mean, that I know of. I don't think there. I don't think I know of one casino in Colombia. Um, but the the funny thing is, like, we may not have many of those, but we have like strip clubs here. So like. It shows how we are morally as a city, I guess. But it's just it's so strange. Like Dude, we don't want you to gamble, but if you want to go see a woman, then and I'm yeah. like, bro, like it's so weird. Yeah, it's the same way here. Yeah, I know it. It is weird. And, you know, pick your poison. <laughs> I I guess. Well, anyways, what? So I, I guess this is a really really great transition into what we're talking <laughs> talking about. That's all. I feel like that's usually what happens. Is we get done talking about a, a casual conversation, and we're like. We better stop before we talk for three hours on a casual right. conversation. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, this is one of those discussions that is a bit spontaneous, uh, mostly because, uh, again, at the time we're recording this, um, it, the Asbury thing is still going on. I, I believe it's still going on right now. Um, and but by, by the time this releases, though, this will be March the 3rd. I I don't know if or no this will be the March the tenth. Either way, it'll be sometime in March. Um, I don't know if it's going to still be going on by then, or at least look the same as it does now. Um, but I wanted to talk about revival because there has been opinion after opinion after opinion on social media, on YouTube, on you know everything, saying you know here's what we think revival is, and and here's how it should look for us or for everybody else, or here's what I liked about Asbury's revival or Lee university's revival. Here's what I disliked. And they, it's become a really big hot topic because of what's happening at things like Asbury. So Daniel, I'll, I'll ask you that it's going to be a very, very broad question. Yeah. Um, you don't have, you can go in as in depth as you want to go, but what is revival? Yes. Listen, you know, for me, based off of what I've seen in the past, uh, what I've experienced personally, and what I have seen like here and now, I believe that revival is when a group of believers get absolutely hungry for the presence of God. And that's it, period. Like nothing yes. else matters. They they are so infatuated with being in his presence that they push it over and over and over, um, and they make it about him uh, and not about necessarily what's happening. Um, and I think we're seeing it kind of firsthand at Asbury. And I uh, applaud them for what they've done. Um, I, I've been very impressed how they've handled all the publicity that's kind of came out from this um you know because there's nothing quite like this it's happened it's been a while since something like this has happened um so yeah I, w- I would say that's probably how i feel about revival it's just when a group of believers are just 
so hungry for, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, and they're just pursuing that as passionately as they know how, and they are open and they are taking what they get from that so-called revival and they're making changes in their own personal life. I think that to me is what revival is. Yes. And I a thousand percent agree because I loved how, how you said that you said they're hungry for him and that's it. And I, I love, I love that because I think that especially for those who grew up Pentecostal like us, we were taught that revival was not, I mean, it it involved the presence of God. It Mm -hmm. involved being hungry, but you knew revival was there when there was an emotional stir in a church service, or if a church service goes like 30 minutes longer, then suddenly we're like, yes, this is revival right? uh, because of the church service. And, And for me, I have some beef with how churches have been defining revival because if we stop it at a church service, then it's going to die because as soon as the hype goes down, even this Asbury stuff, like the moment that people stop talking about Asbury, it's all going to, everybody's going to stop posting about it. Everyone's going to stop showing up because, and and I heard this said today, actually, um, where were the cameras and these celebrities Whenever there was eight people meeting in a room when it started, mm-hmm. right? Like where were they at? But it was only when it hit thousands of people that now all of these celebrity preachers, celebrity worship leaders are showing up, uh, not because they're hungry for God, but they're hungry for the emotions, and they they chase right. after these highs. And I would argue that some of these celebrities aren't even there for that; they're just there to say that they were there. But right. I digress. Um, but we get so we get so excited because of the emotions, but it's not doing anything. The the and I heard Damon Thompson say this, and I think this is this is absolutely crucial. He was talking about falling out in the spirit. I'm going to use the word revival. Um, but when you have something like a revival service, or I'll just use his example. If whenever you have an encounter that's so strong that something like falling out in the spirit or whatever happens. That is not the thing that should be the end. Like, ah, I got it. Now I can move on with my life. That should actually be the thing that propels you to being a kingdom-minded image bearer in all the spaces of your life, both in public and in private. It should be the launch pad, not the thing that you're actually landing on and, and saying, this is it, I'm done. Because revival is... At, and that's it's so crazy because the word revival is implying that there was something that was dead that is now coming back to life, not something that is dead that you are, you know, hitting it with an electrical shock and it's getting the shock, but nothing's happening. You ever see like when someone tries to do the uh, electric shock on those TV shows, but, mm-hmm. you know, their their chest moves, but no life actually enters the body? Yeah. I think that's what's happening with so many people in the church as they are getting that shock, but they're still unbelievably dead because they're not letting the revival invade their because and my brother talked about this in our Q&A that if 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 they're not hi, like going into hiding and seeking God in private there is no revival because revival has become some big public let everybody see me thing not a a a private encounter that permeates everything else uh, in our life, but yeah, that's that's been it's been oh it's been so frustrating because I you know one thing that I heard that Asbury did 
and, and I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts on this too, Daniel. Uh, um, one of the things that Asbury did is they, they chose not to record, uh, not to live stream and then told others to do the same. And all of these big celebrities, they're saying, Hey, like you can attend, but you're not going to be up here throwing out your, your show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that by Asbury doing that, they're doing the right thing? Or do you think that they should have been more open to stuff like that? I know it's kind of a rhetorical question, but what are your thoughts on, on them handling it that way? Yeah. You know, for me, I feel like that just, how many times have we seen a revival break out? And, and I have been guilty before and it's like, Oh my gosh, so-and-so is there, bro. That's how, you know, that's how right, you know right. what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so I for there, there's been some people who have seen what's going on and they've been like, man, like this is not a revival because because <laughs> there's a there's women speakers because they're reading <laughs> out of uh, non King James Version Bibles. You know, we've I'm sure we have heard it all. All right. Yep. Uh, um, but for me growing up. I have seen firsthand, it's like, oh, it's just revival because so-and-so is there. Like, it's got to be a revival. Um, yes. And they're setting the narrative straight. Like, no, 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 no. It's revival because Jesus is here. Jesus lives here, and he is, uh, his presence is is present here. So absolutely applaud them for that. Because, listen, it'd be really easy. It would be so easy. I mean, there's some pretty big names, okay? It's pretty, yeah. I mean, my, even my wife was like, oh my God, Carrie Job was there. Like, we love Carrie Job. We're like, dude, Carrie Job was there. If, man, I, I, <laughs> I really wish that I would have the self control to say no to someone like that. All right. Yeah, I'm, be, sure. I'm, be, I'm being very honest, transparent. If yeah, I was yeah. in their shoes, it'd be very difficult. So I 100% applaud them. Um, and I think the reason why this revival movement, whatever you want to call it, that's taken place has been so successful and it's been so prominent is because of their heart and their mission behind this from the very beginning. Yeah, and I mean and I think by them doing that too, they're they're setting they're setting two examples. One, they're saying this is not about the celebrity, but also they're they're leveling the playing field, saying, Hey, we're pursuing God. Anyone who wants to pursue God, regardless of who you are and in, in your in your status, like you're welcome here. But just know that Jesus is the one, like you said, Jesus is the one who's going to be the center of the spotlight. He's the one, and this is what has been so beautiful. I I, I hate that I have seen so many videos of this because I feel like people shouldn't be recording, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, but just seeing how people have been. I mean, there would be no music at times, and they would just be singing and mm-hmm. seeing people like on their face worshiping Jesus when there's no emotion, there's no hype in terms of how you, we would see it today. And and it, you know what? I'll bring up the phone thing now. That there were two kinds of people that I noticed in that crowd. There were the ones who showed up for the purpose of recording and live streaming it so that they could show everybody that they were at this move of God. And then there were the few people who were on their face in the most hidden place possible, giving absolutely everything to Jesus. Mm -hmm. The ones who I think are actually going to be revived and cause the kingdom of God to break through this earth are the ones who are on their face. 
Mm-hmm. What we it is my brother said this at church today. I'm gonna say the same thing here. That if you are going to Asbury so that you can boast about it on social media or so that you can record it or whatever, or or if you've already been and that's what you did is all you did was record other people worshiping, then you need to repent because you they are experiencing the present, the fullness of the presence of God, which I think can be experienced by all of us, which I'll like, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But they are in an atmosphere where the focus is solely on Jesus, and you have just made it about yourself by recording. You have made it about you getting attention from social media instead of what I wish is I wish I didn't know anything about this other than the fact that there's people meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that I have seen so many live streams and videos because it shows how many people actually aren't engaging in the real thing that matters and that's presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I shared this picture with, I'm not going to share the picture on here or even say who it was, but there was a, a really big name pastor who went to this and he had a secretary take a photo of him like praying. And you could tell that like it's, it's staged so perfect that it's like, let us show them that I'm a part of this and I'm <laughs> engaging in this. <laughs> right. And, and it's like, it it is it is the very if we want to know why revival isn't in America right now the way we want to see it, it's because we have made America or not America we have made the church entrepreneurial we've made it about this growing a business getting as many people in our doors as possible and getting as much hype as we can emotionally, but the presence has been pushed out the door, and it, it's so it's crazy to me because. If you go to this movement and you experience this level of presence and your first response is I have to record it, I I just, I don't know what else to say other other than you need to really rethink your priorities. Like you shouldn't have brought your phone in the room, let alone record it because this is a a move of God. And, and and this is a kind of a good transition to this. Um, I know a lot of people who have been, been traveling to Asbury uh, and I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with traveling to see what's going on and to and to get some of what they're getting. Uh, but let me let me say this to those who may feel discouraged that they can't make it: the same spirit, the same presence, the same everything that's at Asbury and at Lee University or whoever else is having these kind of revivals, that same level of presence is with you the moment that you want to engage it. Like it is just as available to you listening to this podcast right now as it is if you go to a place like this. And and the only difference is, is the atmosphere there is, is free from distraction. I know that we have a lot of distractions in our life, but this is why having a devotional private time with God somewhere quiet alone is so important because you get to engage the same God, the same spirit every single day. And so Daniel, I'll ask you this. For for you, and I know that you've been engaging in this, so I feel like I can ask you this, and you can be open about it. But how how true has that been for you? That the same presence that that you've that that you see them experiencing, that how evident for you is it that you have experienced something similar or very, uh, or even the same as what you're seeing them experience alone with Jesus? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the first thing that a lot of people kind of noticed with this Asbury revival was, and you kind of touch on it just for a brief moment. Um, it's it, it's like the 
praise that's being offered up, it's so simple. I feel like sometimes, and I've been guilty of it myself, worship that we give to God, it has to be just right, right? It's like if I'm going to be in my alone time with Jesus or if I'm going to be in my alone time and worship, the the lights have to be dimmed just enough. Uh, the right chords have to be played so I can feel get that emotional buzz just a little bit going so I can really start feeling the mood. The right song has to be played. And honestly, it's like worship becomes more about how we feel than like who we're worshiping to. Uh, yes. and, I've, and, and I've been guilty. You know, it's like, man, it's really hard to worship because the song wasn't this, the song wasn't that. What I've seen of this revival was, you know, they didn't have all the, the latest equipment. They didn't have, yeah. you know... Um, an electric guitar, they didn't have fog machines, they didn't have, you know, um just like like just A plus stage lighting. It simply was just collective worship for the one who deserves it all. Um yes. and when I saw that, you know, as a pastor, we're I, I'm really bad about okay, so like what do we need to do to set the atmosphere? You've probably heard that before. Sure, yeah, what, absolutely. What, what do I need to do to set the atmosphere? so that we can encounter God. Mm-hmm. Listen, we either believe that God can do anything exceeding and above what we could ever imagine, you know, and that God can God can create something more extravagant than any pastor, preacher can even begin to start to develop like I don't know, like I feel like sometimes we just feel like men, we have to manufacture everything when it comes to how we experience god yeah 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 if we'll just stop putting god in this box and just worship him for who he is he'll meet us where we're at and his presence will inhabit our praise um and so that alone has really you know i because i'm guilty i've been guilty of it recently it's like man what do we got to do you know to, to to really make sure the 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 mood is just right you know, yes. that's hogwash. Um, <laughs> inside joke. Um, but honestly, like, we don't have to do anything. If we will just praise him for who he is, he, he will be there. We, we got to stop complicating it. We got to stop trying to manufacture something that doesn't have to be manufactured. It's, it's yes. already there, and, and he's willing to, to, to meet us every single time. Man, that is, that is so good because. That and that is that has been the culture, man, of of church, especially as of recent, is we see things like that happen, and it's sad because it's it did the, I did the same thing. Our first reaction is, what do we need to do to get that? Like that's that is always the first thing that we that we go to, and this is what happens in you know uh, mostly like charismatic circles. I'm in a, we're both in charismatic circles, so I can say this. Yeah, um, is we. We look at moves of God, and what's crazy is, is Asbury is not even like super Pentecostal, any, which is also hilarious. That, anyways, that's a different topic. But, <laughs> um, but they, uh, like you said, that it was so unbelievably simple. It started with students that the only reason they stayed after their chapel service was just to give thanks to God for the service. Yeah. And what happened is, is, and this is how they described it an overwhelming presence of repentance and the love of God invaded that room. That's how they described it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, it is, notice that like, it wasn't, it wasn't about the song. 
It wasn't about the instruments. I mean, if you if you watch any video that's out there on Asbury's thing, like, and I'm not saying this to bash them by any means, but it isn't. It is nothing more impressive than what you would get at really any other church. Sure. Uh, and again, I'm not bashing them. That's I, I mean, it's complimenting them. And you know, anyways, I'm not anyway. I'm not tearing them down by any means. But it's nothing like it's not Maverick City. It's not Hillsong. It's not elevation worship or anything like that it's just a bunch of college kids who were worshiping jesus and like they don't even know what songs they're doing they just start playing songs that they know and just giving praise to god sometimes they're not even worshiping at all that you just hear them praying mm-hmm. and it's and it's like man how because i know that there's been churches that i've been to where you know i i played keys and they would be like you know, when the pastor starts hitting this point, make sure that you come in with some soft pad because then people will start to feel what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's so sad that we have such insecurity over the presence of God and over our ability to to uh, usher that in that we have to fabricate something that feels like it or looks like the presence of God, mm-hmm. but is reality a, a emotional high. Sure. And so it is just, it is crazy to me that we... And, and here's what always happens, because this is what revival, every revival I have ever seen in my lifetime, this is what happens. There's a, a strong move. I'm not saying this is going to happen in Asbury, but this is what happens at everywhere that does this fabrication, uh, is they get a really awesome move of God or emotional high. They don't bring that home with them. They instead just keep trying to do that at church. They keep trying to replay that moment at church every uh, Sunday or whatever day they meet on. Right. And then over time, they start to realize that it's not there. And the pastor will come out and be like, all right, church, remember what we had, you know, a month ago, let's chase that again. And, you know, after a while, the hype will be gone. Cause again, they're not bringing this to their, their quiet time. And then, you know, five, 10 years down the road, you start hearing people do sermons like this. And I remember the good old days when, <laughs> yeah. when when we had that revival, and we just need to pursue that revival again. And it's like, no, you don't. Stop trying to pursue a hyped-up church service. And actually, and I heard uh, Robbie Gallaty said this. Um, he's a, a, a pastor and an author. He said, if revival doesn't start first in you, then revival isn't present at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because revival has to begin in you personally. And ha- like when nobody's watching, when there's no spotlights, when nobody knows, like secret, like truly, truly secret, where God shows up to you and you tell no one about it secret. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people don't like that because it's like that doesn't get into social media likes or doesn't get people to, you know, prop me up on some spiritual pedestal. But if you are truly hungry for his presence, you will experience revival. If you're truly hungry for a word that you can share on social media, you're going to be all you're going to be hungry, but you're never going to be fulfilled at all because you're never going to actually get presence. You're going to get whatever you're trying to fabricate and it doesn't work and it hasn't worked. And so that I mean that's really my my charge to anybody listening to this that's seeking revival is uh it, it, I Robbie got same guy said he said something else in this same message. He said, in order for God to use you fully, he has to own you completely. Mm. And that blew my world up because that is so true. Is if you really want to, I'm going to place just use with revival. I think it can apply to everything, but let's just talk about revival. 
If you really want to see revival happen in your city or in you or in anything else, then it takes truly giving up all of the nonsense, all of the the fame, the the desire, and just seek. Like Daniel said at the very beginning, it is just presence. That is the only thing that matters is presence. If you see, are you satisfied enough with his presence to where if that's the only thing you get for the rest of your life, that you would be okay with that? And if if you're not, then I, I don't. That's that's where you need to work on it. Um, if you're yeah. not, get out of here. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, it's important, man. And so, yeah, that's 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 my heart, man. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Um, totally in agreement. You know, coming from similar backgrounds, uh, we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm not going to sit here and say that every revival um, that I have witnessed myself has just been bad or that there's been bad intentions. Um, but you know, I, I feel like that word it's, it's, it's overused. It's overused quite a bit. And I think one of the, and I kind of understand the initial reactions to like this Asbury revival. It's like, Oh, it's just another revival. Here we go. I, 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 I get it. I totally get it. But this is as authentic as authentic can get. And just to kind of capitalize on what Matt said, um, this same presence can be where you are at today, whether you're at your house, whether you're at a church service, whether you're at work, he, he can, he can show up and, you know, and I, and I'll end just by saying this, God, Jesus can do more in one moment, in one service than any preacher, man, reverend, bishop can manufacture in a lifetime. So just don't forget that. If we just keep making him the big deal, if we just make the focus his presence, he'll honor that. Absolutely. Stop. So I'll say this. Stop making revival about external numerical things and judge successive revival on presence. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because... Yeah. And, it, the church and Josh said, "I won't. I won't. I'm totally taking this from Josh in our last interview." Um, but the reason why, our, for one, the reason why our church is so small, but also the reason why we don't care to grow anymore in terms of numbers, is because we have been so satisfied with presence that it doesn't matter if we have a thousand people show up at our church or if there's ten people that show up to our church. If we get presence. That's that's everything. That is literally everything. Nothing else matters. And so I, I want to do something. And I know that we've only done this, I think, once before. But I actually want to pray to kind of close this out. Uh, it's a shorter episode today. Um, I, there's not. This was all spontaneous. Usually, when I'm playing out more, I have more. I'm more long-winded. So <laughs> this is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more spontaneous. But I, I just want to pray and I really, really open up your heart. Because I, I think that if you can, re- I think you can receive revival now without having to wait for some emotional high. You can receive revival now because it just takes you being hungry for presence, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, but well, let's pray, and then and then we'll uh, we'll close this out. Jesus, thank you so much for for one for giving me and Daniel the opportunity to share our hearts. Um, I believe, Lord, that. That tonight was very intentional. You interrupted me with this uh, less than an hour before we even hit record. You hit me with with this with this revival stuff, which 
has been overwhelmingly amazing. And so I thank you for that. But Lord, I pray over any listener that's hearing this that that is longing for revival, and maybe they're searching for it in the wrong places. Maybe they're not even searching for it at all. But they know that they need that what they're currently experiencing just isn't it. It's not enough. It's not satisfying them. It's not something that's lasting. It's something that's temporary. Lord, I pray that you do something so strong and powerful in them right now where they are. Whether they have to pull, if, even if they have to pull over their car for a moment to worship, whatever it takes, that you meet them where they are and give them not just presence, but a hunger for more presence, even with the presence itself. That as they experience more of you, they're satisfied yet hungry even for more. And that it be a continual circle of, I'm hungry, I'm filled. I'm hungry, I'm filled. I'm hungry, I'm filled. And it's a day and night, night and day spin of hunger and being fulfilled nonstop. Lord, I pray I pray that revival begin in us. Lord, I repent on behalf of the American church, the church that has said it's all about emotional high, it's all about celebrity pastors, it's all about getting all the fog and the smoke and the lasers. It, it's, it's all about us. I repent on behalf of the church. And I pray, Lord, that you that you for one, convict us so hard that we can't even take another step into these church buildings or church services without acknowledging presence first. That we can't even take another step in our life until we acknowledge presence first. Lord, convict us. Any area of our life that's distracting us from presence, remove it. Lord, we trust you. We trust that you're going to bring revival in ways that we never even we can't even describe the amount of revival that's coming to the America. Uh, but I pray, Lord, that it begin in us first, that you revive us first. Every dark, every dark corner of our hearts, may your light shine in it. Everything that is hidden, may it all be brought to the light. Lord, I love you and I praise you and I thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Man, whew, sorry, that was, a, that was a Pentecostal prayer. Went a little long-winded <laughs> on that, too. Um, but, man, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that we thank you guys every week, but, man, it, it, we really are thankful um, for the fact that there's people who are willing to listen to a bunch of goofballs like us. Um, <laughs> we talk about things as from football to peanut butter sandwiches to hot dogs to <laughs> what – I mean, is we, we've talked about it all. We talked about uh, – Andrew Tate, I mean, oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, and so we're just a bunch yeah. of goofballs. But, man, we lo- we love Jesus, and we just want to give people – We want our whole heart is this message that we're saying tonight, is we want people to experience presence. And anything that we can do to point people to Jesus and say, He is everything you need. Go to Him. Go to Him. He's everything. That's our heart. Yeah. Um, but, Daniel, is there anything you want to say before we close this out? No, I mean, I think that's it. You know, just uh, if I can be an encouragement, just just keep pursuing him as passionately as you can. And I promise you, I promise you, he will meet you where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I've said, I, I, I'm trying my best to get better at this. It's worse <laughs> now that I, when I edit, I can hear myself saying it. And I'm like, I'm just going to cut that out. <laughs> oh, right. We got to get the counter out. We'll have to count next episode. Right, right. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much again for listening, and we will see you guys in the next episode, Altered Nation 
out. Cue the music. Cue the music.